Claire here with another guest and another confession. Ting Lim is an incredible stand-up comic who works here in Australia and back home in her birth country of Singapore. We caught up in her Perth hotel room. I acknowledge traditional owners, the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation, people who've been sharing stories here for many thousands of years, and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Content warning, Ting teaches me some bad language later in the pod. But we started with the heartwarming story of how she got started in stand-up comedy. Oh, so how I got into it was yeah. I I got drunk one night. And it's a it, good start. Yeah, it was always it's always a good start to a good story, but not a good decision. Like <laughs> I, I got I, I got drunk because like it was um summer break and it was during Christmas. Everyone else went home. And I was staying in this share house with two other Singaporeans. They went home. I didn't have money to go home. So I was just working in restaurants and feeling like really sad. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to do something that I would never do because I don't want to just sit here and feel sorry for myself. So I went online and I bought, um, I saw this comedy course and I was like, I would never do public speaking. Why not do this? And I paid like, I don't know, $400. And then when I woke up the next day and saw the email, I was like, well, it's too late. I can't refund this. I have to go now. <laughs> That's really good. It was really good. Like, we went, we went, you know, Judy Carter wrote this book. Like, I, can, I know the Judy Carter book. Yeah. Yep. It's really good. It's good, but it wasn't just a book. It was the fact that there were people and we were all doing this together and we got to rehearse in front of each other. That was the, that was the bit that I really liked because it was like, you know, standing up in front of, anyone because it was my first time doing public speaking i was like this is this is fucking scary <laughs> can you curse on this yes you can okay. curse okay cool because i was trying to keep it clean no don't bother i got a potty mouth <laughs> I, <know you> do. <laughs> I do I'm like, my mom is like the same and she's like where did you learn to curse i'm like well who do you think i got it from <laughs> <laughs> really yeah what have you got sibling wise you got brothers and sisters i got an older brother uh, i'm in the middle my sister is younger like mm -hmm. so I'm in, yeah are you the only one that has a potty mouth no fuck no everyone in your family except my brother except my brother he's like he's like a nerd he's like the golden child he's like the perfect first ch kid and then they had me and they were like what the fuck happened <laughs> like you know complete opposite it's like night and day they're like what 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 do we do <laughs> and my sister's the same and your sister's the same so that's good if your sister came along because it kind of just proves to your family that your brother's the aberration not you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you should like abandon him he's not one of us <laughs> <laughs> he's the weird one so what and um, what age were you when you moved to australia uh i think like 23 or 24 yeah i thought go to brisbane for a year do uni go back that'll be the end of it and I'm still here, so <laughs> that didn't work out. Like, no. What did you do the uni? Um, like, what was the degree in? I was in IT. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I struggled for the. Yeah, right. <laughs> I struggled. <laughs> I wasn't doing my work. Yeah, right. Okay. I was open. My I was doing like I, it was the first six months. I was really good. I was a really good kid. I went to uni and stuff, and then. The last six months, I was just open micing and yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I got to do my homework now. And I'll be at the library till like 2 a.m. in the morning rushing <laughs> my homework out. I'll be like, I got to do this. You made it though? You got it? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I think like, I don't know. I just like for technology, for programming, it, it seems to work for me. I just seem to get it. 
So it wasn't difficult for me to get like a passing grade because a lot of it is practical. It's not like I have to yeah. write down like you know. I'm really theory. I'm really stuff. envious of you. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I have autism, but I just am undiagnosed as well. So don't be jealous. I am jealous. You maintain good eye contact. I can't do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're doing really well. I'll stop making eye contact then if I'm making you uncomfortable. Look at the window, please. Okay, let's no, just, I'm just let's <laughs> stare at the people on the opposite balcony. Yeah. You, um, you're here in Perth and you've got, um, what did you say? You've got four gigs tonight? Yeah, I have four tonight. I have six tomorrow. Six yeah. tomorrow? Yeah. How do you, Is because it takes a lot out of you, comedy. Are you going to be... You're on Brisbane time and you've just landed in Perth and you're going to do six gigs tomorrow night. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be okay. I, I did this for... I've, I've done this for so long. Like I've, I mean, that's how I've always done things. I don't know if it's the best thing to do, but it doesn't affect me as much. It's It's more because I, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm coming to Perth. I'm doing like a hundred seater. I haven't been. I've not. I've not done Brisbane, uh, Perth, like you know, in years. Mm-hmm. So I do have to do m- more gigs to sh- you know showcase myself. So hopefully people like me and they come see me. And if it doesn't work out, at least I can tell myself, you know what, I did try, and next time I know what to do better. Like you know, but I just you. I got to try. I, like also, I'm used to like gigging. I'm used to working like crazy. Because I've worked a full-time job the entire time I, I was doing comedy till this day. What, you're still doing a full-time job? I'm no. working two jobs, actually. What? So I'm used to, like, I'm used to working long hours. Like, I'm, I'm just very conditioned. And I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to bother me. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's healthy, though. But what happens like, if you go on holiday? Are you... Do oh. you know how to relax? Yeah, I like to party. I do like to party. But okay, so you yeah. work. So hang on, you do comedy and another job, and another job. Okay, so I work a I work a day job. I work. I do three days a week part time, and then I have, I do like some IT support stuff for like someone I used to work for for two days a week, and then I gig maybe like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ting, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. you. You look at me, you go like, are you yeah. okay? Like, are you all right? <laughs> I think people have this real um, misconception about comedians that would, you know, like that it's just a, like a hangout lifestyle. What fun it is to just turn up and do a gig and then yeah. wake up at two o'clock the next day and then maybe eventually go and do a gig. But what you're doing is like non-stop work and then you land in Perth and you're like yeah I'll just set up six gigs on the same day so I think <laughs> I just like I not sound, all comedians are like that ma- not <laughs> you do sound a bit like a robot actually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like how do you do it how do you do it but I do I do like the hang though I do I do like um I work from home so when I get to go out I get to hang out I get to like you know fuck around with people and it's nice because like especially in Brisbane like I I know those guys I've I've started with them you know from day one so when they see me it's kind of like hanging out with friends and I just do a bit on the side and I go like hey I'm just gonna try this joke or like what do you think and they'll be like nah that shit like you know they roast each other yeah yeah yeah. "Yeah, you're a fuck with like you know just like you, you have that banter and it's fun and I like that um, I love that you've described hanging out with friends as people saying, no, that's shit. Um, 
and telling you you're a fuckwit. Like that's, um, yeah, like just good times with friends. I know I'm evil deep down. Okay, what do you mean you know you're evil deep down? Oh, like if you know the thoughts in my head, you would be like, you should, you should not be walking around in person, like you know, around the streets, like. But I think I'm good. I just have like, I just have so much like, you know, I'm cynical. You know, I'm like, I like, I hate people. I do hate people with a passion, but I am also aware of it. So being aware of it, I'm like, no, no, no. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta give this person a bit of a break. Don't be an asshole straight away. Because I, I come from, I grew up with my grandparents who are, who who survived like World War Two. So they have their issues and I kind of had some of that as well. Does that make sense? Like, right. Like, like the anger, like, you know, I don't, I don't, yes. I don't. I and don't you reckon cry. you carry some of their oh, yeah, anger? Yeah. Is there something there though? You know, you're like, I hate people, but still like the core of the, craft is to understand and connect with them in that moment yes yes I do think it is so you hate them but also that flash of connection is really important to you yes. and then you can walk back off stage and go back to hating them yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because I want to understand them which is why when I see certain kinds of behaviors I go like why are you such an idiot yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> I'm getting cancelled <laughs> my language but you know what I mean? Like you see sometimes people in public and you go like, how can you like operate like that as a person? Like I was in Swanston, Swanston Street in um, the McDonald's yeah. like, after I did hi-fi and I was just there trying to get nuggets. And there was this guy, he came in and he started screaming at the lady because she stuffed up his order. And I was just looking around and I was like, is someone going to punch him? Is anyone going to punch this guy? Because he was so abusive towards this girl. And she was only like 15. And I was like, surely someone can punch him at this point. They're, 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 like, you know, surely someone should say something. But no one said anything. And I was like, what an asshole. He got away with it. I know. Do you, did you feel tempted to go up and save her? Or are you just aware that you are a small woman? I, I wanted to say something. But then, like, he just walked away. He, he did it so quickly. He just went in there and he was like you know i don't know what he said but you know she and she was really good as well because she stood her ground and she was like nah you're not getting served anymore leave because i didn't want to take that moment away from her because that was her moment not mine yeah so i just stood there and she was just like no no and he just left wow i really yeah. respect that and she was like you know like 15 that's yeah, hard yeah, yeah, that's yeah. real hard that's so impressive yeah i wonder if she went I wonder if she ducked into the staff toilets for a quick cry afterwards. You oh, know when you yeah. like act tough and then afterwards you're all shaky and weird. And you're I know, I know, I know. I've I've been there, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ha have you ever intervened when you've seen someone be a dick in public? Have oh. you ever like stepped in and gone, um, excuse me, but no? I did. I did maybe like, I don't remember, but I did a couple of times, like once or twice, but I don't. I mean, they, that was when I was drunk and I was a bit more brave, I think. Yeah. And also it's, it's because I'm back home, like in Singapore, I would, because I understand, I know people, I understand how it works. But if I'm in a new country by myself, it's harder for me to do that because I don't know anyone and I'm, I'm alone, you know? Right. So you'd feel more comfortable stepping in to something 
in Singapore because you get the culture so much better. And in Australia, you wouldn't want to step in no, on a I, moment. No, I would. But when I first immigrated, I wouldn't have. Mm. Unless it was something like domestic violence or whatever. And if I could step in, I would. But like... It wouldn't because as or if I'm in a new if uh, if I'm in a town by myself like mm. if I just got into Perth, yeah, you know what I mean. You yeah, you're gonna step back a little just for yeah. safety. Unless it's a small child, then I'll take him out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at playgrounds. <laughs> Have your folks seen you do stand up? Your uh, family. Yeah, yeah. My mum saw me in Singapore. She loved it. She loved it? Yeah, because I was roasting her the entire time. She loved it. She's, she found it so funny. Were you roasting her because she was there? Or would you have roasted her if she wasn't there? Like, do you do a lot of stuff about your mom on stage? I do a bit. She's a part of my life. But no, I specifically roasted my mom because she was there. And my mom loved it because she was like the center of attention. And she loved it. It's, I know it's weird, but my mom is my mom is odd. <laughs> she's like, and she stood up at one point. I was like, sit down. She stood up? <laughs> yeah, she's like, guys, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not the queen. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and also, my mom is a light drunk. She doesn't drink. And I think like as she got older, she she is like going around backpacking. And, you know, she's my mom is 70. And I think that's great. You should do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so she would come to my gigs and then she would get drunk. And it's it's kind of like the roles are reversed now because I'm like, mom, don't drink, all right? Like, you know, I'm yeah, like yeah, the mom yeah. and my mom is like the kid. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. You've got a story for me. Yes. Is this from, is this from like adult life or childhood? Uh... It was like when I was 17. I don't know. Like maybe I'm yeah. almost an adult. Like, yeah. Almost an adult, but not quite. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so the worst thing that happened to me was um, I was working in, in a restaurant. I started working when I was 15 in a restaurant. Were you still at school? So it was just like a an after-school job? No, uh, I it was like high school... We finished high school when we were like 15, year, uh, like 16 that age. And we have half a year off because our they would send our papers to Oxford to be graded. And it takes like six months. So we have six months of no school before we go into like polytechnic or um, uh, what do you call it? TAFE, like something yeah. like TAFE here. So that's how it works in Singapore. So for six months, you just you just work or you just go crazy. And I just worked. And when I was working, I, I picked up smoking. It was before the legal age. And I threw the cigarette butt on the floor one day. And someone caught me throwing the cigarette butt on the floor. And I had to go to court. This is wow. this is Singapore, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went to court uh, by myself because my parents were like, well, you think you're... <laughs> my parents found out and they were like, well, all right, since you want to be tough you want to learn how to smoke then you face the consequences and they wouldn't go with me did your parents ever smoke my dad does oh your dad smokes so right so they're not like they're not going to be super freaked out about the fact that you are but they're like they're still not happy (laughs) (laughs) so how old do you have to be for it to be legal in singapore i think it was like 17 so it wasn't it wasn't like or 18 yeah a couple of years off but still you're 15 so you're technically a child were you in trouble for dropping it on the ground or for being underage or for both? 
I think it was for both. Yeah. But I think there was the dropping on the ground bit that was the the one that they were upset about. Because littering is such a big issue. And it, it will cause like a fire because it was a cigarette. Sure. According to them anyway. So I went to court and I had to like stand in front of a judge. I've never done this before. And I've, I've seen TV and I was like, all right, at one point you stand up and you say, good day, judge, how are you doing? And then you sit back down and you just wait for your turn and you go, I'm guilty and that's it. I thought that was how it worked. And they they did it differently. They were like, there was a lady who walked around and she was like, do you need a translator? Like, because, you know, sometimes you need one. And I was like, no, I'm fine. They're like, do you have anyone to represent you? I was like, I'm good. So I just stood in front of this judge at 16 and it took like, I was in, I was there for like six hours waiting. What? Because it was like, it was like, because you wait for your case to be... Yeah, but like they had everyone there. So they had like a lot of cases and they just put yours at the bottom because mine is like the most Pretty trivial. Petty. Yeah. yeah, trivial. So you're watching like... Well, like you're uh, not watching people who've committed armed robbery or like... Yeah, I was just sitting there like just like Judge Judy but in real life and I was just like, oh, okay. And then at the end, like I said, oh, I'm guilty and like I got like six hours of like corrective work order which means you pick up rubbish along the beach and that was just si- doing six hours of that mate but that sounds not like much of a punishment i know uh, they, they just made you they i think it's because they want to scare me and that's why yeah. they forced me to go to court and uh, like i mean i was kind of like required to be there but i think it it is just so like at a young age if it's like a scary experience you're not likely to repeat that again yeah they're trying to straighten you out yeah do you remember the moment when it happened like where were you standing and who like was it a cop no it was someone in plain clothes and he just came running up and (gasps) he was like all right i caught you and then he just he had this thing and he just printed out like you know this this fine and he was like you have to go to court and i was like fuck did you think about not telling your parents Oh God, yeah! Like, and then they sent a letter to to my house, the mailbox. Okay. I, was, I, bro- I tried to break into the mailbox <laughs> to to take the letter, so yeah, yeah, my yeah. parents wouldn't find out. And like, they required them, my parents, to sign okay. because they were my legal guardian. So they sent another one to, I think, their office or something, and they found out that way. So the yeah, there was no way of your parents not finding out. Yeah, I I mean, I tried my best to oh, commit more felony. <laughs> So if the law gave you six hours of picking up rubbish on the beach, what what did your parents like? Did what was their punishment? Just making you go to court alone? My pa- oh, they they came to watch me pick up rubbish, <laughs> and they were really? taking photos. Yeah, they took photos of you and picking up rubbish. They were like, "Don't do that again." Like you know, and they they just sat. Uh, no one. <laughs> so my whole family showed up. Like it was a spectacle. And my dad you, was like... Was it you alone or were you with like a bit of a chain gang of others picking up rubbish? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, oh, other, there, were, there were other, other people. Okay. But none of their parents of ex- ex- <laughs> extended the... family came. My, okay. my whole... Everyone else got to keep their shame completely private. Yeah. And you got your whole extended family. Your brother, your sister, like yes, everyone. Yes, they all, they all came. They sat down. They got, I think they got McDonald's. They sat down and they, were, <laughs> they got one of those, like, you know, the old cameras where you had to, like, develop the yeah. film separate. They, they were taking photos that With way. With an actual film camera. Yeah. And wow. then my mom was going like that. Hey, and then I took a photo of me picking up rubbish in oh the background. Oh, God. And they actually developed the photos and they were like, look, this is the first time you actually committed a crime. Oh, that's 
so beautiful. <laughs> it really feels like you could only have done comedy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that normal? But that's that's the no. normal I'm used to, like, you know? like Yeah. But that was the first time and then it happened again. Oh. So I went wow, to court so th- again. So it really worked then. It, it really work. scared you straight. <laughs> it didn't work. I went to court for the Hang second on. time. So you got caught flicking it. Why didn't you just not flick a cigarette it, on the ground? It was raining and I, and the bin was far away. So I just threw it on the ground mm-hmm. and then I got caught the second time. Are you paying fines for this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fines and, and picking up rubbish. And then the second time I had to do 12 hours. Oh, really? To do four shifts. Mate, Did your, <laughs> your parents didn't come to all of them, right? No, they were, my parents were like, okay, you, you, my, pa- my dad basically sat, that, sat me down and he said, look, if you do it a third time, you're going to prison, so don't do it. And I'm like, okay. That was, that was all he needed to say. And is that yeah, true? Th- that I, I think that is kind of true. Like, or either that or it will be a really big fine and my parents will be like, we're not paying that. Or maybe maybe he was just trying to scare me. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. But I think like just saying that and me not yeah. ever doing it again was what he wanted. Yeah. However, he did it knowing him, knowing me, being my dad. Maybe he just knew it would work. Because yeah. I was like, you know, 16, rebe- rebellious, thinking I know the world, thinking that they are like, you know, silly billies. They don't know what they're talking about. So maybe that was how he had to do it. Did they pay your first two fines? No, I paid it myself. You paid it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You paid it. Yeah. But they knew that I was really stubborn as well. So they kind of they kind of had to deal with me that way, I think. Like, yeah, like they had to... They had to they had to put jail on the table for you actually <laughs> to take it seriously. They, yeah, they want- gonna, would they send a sixteen-year-old to jail or detention center or something? Oh yeah, which is kind of similar oh, mate. like jail. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were they, they're quite serious about littering. Well, we were only honestly, literally, my brother and I were talking about it yesterday because he's like, I think that it's five hundred dollars for chewing gum in Singapore, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Is does oh. that sound reasonable? No, I like think you it's like chewing two, gum. I think it's like two thousand dollars. What? The, the, you know, like like even like an electronic cigarette. Yeah, yeah. You can't bring it into Singapore. They banned that. If you bring it in, it's two thousand dollars, like on the spot fine. Hang on a minute. You're allowed to smoke in Singapore. You're just not allowed to throw the bud on the ground. But if you have an electronic cigarette, you can't bring it in. Yeah, because they banned it, vaping. So vaping is illegal in Singapore. And is it because of the litter element or? Oh, it's for health reasons, but it's just to highlight the fact that the fines there are really high. Like it's abnormally high compared to the rest of the world. Singapore deals with stuff in a more severe manner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why when I tell people I went to court and they were like, oh, what did you do? I was like littering and people laugh in my face. I was like, you do not understand. (laughs) I was part of the paper mafia. (laughs) It is pretty extreme. Yeah, it is extreme. What is it like when you're a kid growing up in Singapore and you watch like US movies and people flick cigarettes on the ground or like chew gum or whatever? Like... Like the amount of littering that you see in a US movie, it must be, it must look outrageous if you've grown up in Singapore. 
yeah, it does. I mean, chewing gum was legal when I was growing up. They okay. banned it um, when I was like 12 for, for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, oh, it was to keep the country clean. But like the amount of littering, yeah, uh, it was. But you know what stood out in the American movies? It was more about like the guns that they would use or the sex scene. Like Because when I was growing up in Singapore, it was quite conservative. And then watch like an american movie and i'll be like holy shit they just they just show everything like they're like you know <laughs> you know like in the sex scene like um this and uh, it was quite so yeah i was like whoa okay like you know it's just yeah. different yeah totally culturally different yeah yeah and it's quite weird like like some of the stuff they have like people driving cars and um, the cars in singapore are really expensive as well like, so the fact that everyone has a car yeah. is like... It's like, wow, you guys are ri- rich. Man, guys are yeah. Yeah. Uh, US houses in movies look always look like absolute palaces to me. I'm like, what's going... Is this is this factual? Because these people are living in like an eight-bedroom house and they're just meant to yeah. be regular people. I can't quite get a handle on that. Like, are houses cheaper in the States or are the movies misrepresenting people's houses? And I don't know and maybe I will never know. Oh, I, I mean, like, I don't think we'll ever know, but even the houses, the si- the si- the fact that they have a yard, to me, that's, like, yeah, amazing. Because I grew up in public housing. It's, like, apartment blocks. So no one has a yard. You go to the park or you go to the swimming complex. You don't have a pool. Yeah. So it's it's like, well, you have a you have a swimming pool, like, like in, a, in a yard? Like, that's, that's crazy. You have a car? Because in Singapore, you have to pay for the, you have to pay for the right to drive. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's. I mean, we have plenty of licensing and stuff here in Australia. But it's different. So that's on top of your licensing. So you have, you pay for your licensing, you pay for your road tax, and then you pay for the right to drive a car. Wow. Which is like a hundred grand or even more. And that would only allow you to drive a car for like 10 years wow yeah it is so different so your life in brisbane must look yeah i mean when i'm driving around my corolla and everyone is like god you fucking made it i'm like yeah i fucking did don't mind the dance but you know i did i made it like yeah do you have a yard in your brizzy place yeah yeah, so you have a yard and you have a car yeah so to anyone back home they'll be like oh my god you're you're rich you're super rich like I've had the pleasure of gigging with you in Brisbane, especially a bunch. You're not exactly the rudest comedian I've ever met, but do you have to tone it down a little bit on stage in Singapore? Or do you feel like um, at a comedy club, it's just not as conservative as you're describing the rest of the country is? They're not, they're not conservative at all. Like the, the yeah. club is fine with yeah. whatever. I, I curse more when I go home because like Singaporeans, they, we curse. We, we are potty mouths. Like, like in in our dialect, like um, in Singlish, uh, one of the most common phrases we use is "chao uh, bai Like you know, it's dialect. It it actually means. Could I say the c word here, please? Your mom's smelly cunt, and it's just used like 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 it's on the same level as fuck. So it's it's you so know, it's used quite lightly. Yeah, it's like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean. It's like you as drop much. your car keys on the ground. Yeah, and you say, yeah, 
Tell to your buy. mother's smelly cunt. Smelly cunt. <laughs> yeah, because you've dropped your keys on the ground. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, oh, if you kick something and you just say that in passing. That's true. This is really strong. <laughs> yeah, I mean we open strong. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think cursing is a big thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't carry the same. Nuance so you that curse hard, here. but you lit a light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very. We have very different like rules, like, and you can't drive a car, like you know, like you're not driving be, cars. Not without like, heaps of money. All right, yeah. here's okay. Last question for you then. Um, what's the well? What's the naughtiest thing you've done in Australia? Then you've oh. not gone to. You've not really. I mean, you've clearly not got caught by the cops doing anything wrong here in Australia. Yeah. But yeah, what's the? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's what's the naughtiest thing you've done here? Uh what, have you legally? dropped a cigarette on the ground here? Oh. Oh uh, yeah. And nobody really no. cares. I mean It's almost worth doing just for how fun it is knowing <laughs> the trouble you get in at home. Oh yeah, I I nearly got caught once. So I was smoking out I was smoking in this area and I threw a cigarette into the bin and it, it fell out. And I just left it there because I had a shit day. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I was walking. And then there was a copper walking towards me. And I was like, what What the fuck in the world is my luck, man? Like, what? <laughs> I left this and this fucking copper is walking towards me. And I was like, all right, she's going to catch me. I'm going to have to pay a fine again. Go to, go to prison. I don't know what's going to happen. And she was like, hey, you. And I was like, what? What do you want? And she was like, I saw you at the Brisbane Powerhouse. I thought you were funny. And she left. And I was like, oh, fucking God. <laughs> Thank God you didn't see that. Uh, I was like, I'm never throwing cigarettes. I'm going to pick it up from now on. <laughs> that cop was right. Ting is great at comedy and she's in Perth performing her show, Well, This Is Awkward, from the 29th of Jan to the 4th of Feb. Please come along and help fill those seats for her. I'm in Perth too with my new show right now until the 28th of Jan. Visit fringeworld.com.au for tickets to see me, Ting and hundreds of other fun shows. Speaking of other fun shows, I have one more Fringe World performer I want to plug in a bonus F this Sunday. It's a comedian from my origin story, biggest name in improv, and his disgusting little friends. 